Hey everyone, it's Destin from the Gig Salad Green Room Interviews, and I have a challenge for you. During this episode, Jackie and I talked a little bit about whether or not I would get a tattoo, specifically of Gig Salad's slogan, Peace Love Gigs. Now, I've never gotten a tattoo before, but if we can get 10,000 people to subscribe to this podcast by June 1st, I will get Peace Love Gigs tattooed on my arm in honor of all of our faithful listeners who make this show possible. 10,000 subscribers before June 1st. Let's make it happen. I'm Destin Harrison, and you're listening to the Gig Salad Green Room Interviews. It's hard to believe that it's been five years since Jackie Velasquez released her last album. Since the start of her career, Jackie has sold nearly 5 million records, charted 16 number one singles, and six more that made it to the top 10. She's had three platinum records and three more gold records. Her latest album is called Trust, and it's available as a companion record in both English and Spanish. Jackie specifically pointed out while I was talking with her after our interview that by releasing the record this way, it gives those who may only speak English or may only speak Spanish an opportunity to share the other version of the record with someone else and make a difference in their lives as well. This song is the English version of God Who Moves the Mountains. Check it out. here with Jackie Velasquez. Jackie, how are you? I am fantastic. How are you? Doing very well, thank you. You're about to release your first studio album in five years, is that right? My first English record in five years, but it's my first Spanish record in 14 years. Oh my gosh, I didn't realize that. It's been 14 years since your last Spanish record? Yes, it's been 14 years. I I did do a lullaby record for Fisher Price in between there, but it it wasn't like a a record. It was it was a lullaby. Okay, I see. So, what have you been doing in the past decade and a half or so? <laughs> Seriously, right? Uh, actually, I got married ten over ten years ago, and we had I have a nine year old son and an eight year old son. So, uh, and then I did a radio show for six years for Salem Communications. Um, that was morning radio. Woke up at four twenty in the morning every day, and and. The show was from 5 to 9 a.m. Oh, gross. 4.20 in the morning? Yeah, totally. It was 4.20. And and I had it everything timed out when I would get from home to the station and still get there in enough time to grab a coffee and sit down and open the mic. Wow. That's some serious dedication. I, could, I would be hard-pressed to do anything at 4.20 in the morning. You could offer me $100,000 at 4.20 and I'd still sleep in. <laughs> I think because the kids were so small at the time that I started. They were waking up so early in the morning anyway. It was just a few minutes. It was like half an hour earlier than normally. I would have been waking up. But, you know, since then, um, you know, that that was for six years. And it was perfect because I was able to 
get home at like 9.30 in the morning and still have the rest of the day to spend, you know, at the time my kids were toddlers. So it was perfect for me. Um, but then, you know, <clears throat> obviously I still do music and then I have some movies. I, I did a, a few movies over the past five years and then um, have three more coming out this year, which I'm excited about. I've seen some of your movies too. You did uh, Chasing Poppy with Sofia Vergara. Yeah, Sofia Vergara and Rosalind Sanchez. Yeah. Back to the morning show. They say if you wake up that early consistently, you get used to it. Did you ever get used to waking up at 4.20? That would be a lie. I don't think you can ever truly get used to it. Um, like, after I stopped doing radio, I would still, my body clock for, like, three days would wake up around that time. And I'd wake up in a panic going, oh, my goodness, I'm going to get dressed. I'm going to get makeup. I'm going to run out. And then after about three days, it was like, oh, waking up at, like, 7.10. <laughs> it was good. It was good. I was happy when that clock changed in my body. Well, I respect the dedication that it takes to do that. I used to wash windows, and I would have to wake up at 3.30 or 4 in the morning. And everybody said, they're like, ah, you do it for a couple of weeks, and your body just gets used to it. You get in that rhythm. Same experience. It's a total lie. Whoever tells you that is just straight up lying to you. They're lying. Anytime that you wake up before the lights go, go from flashing yellow to green and red, that means you're up way too early. <laughs> exactly. You know what? I have a theory about that. Tell me. The Bible specifically says God made the sun to rule the day and the stars to rule the night, right? Mm -hmm. So as a Christian person, I believe that it's unholy to wake up before the sun comes up because God has a standard there. <laughs> he made the sun for one, stars for the other, right? <laughs> so he knows. He knows what's best. I I'm going to use that. Thank you for that. I appreciate that. I'm going to tell my husband about that too. <laughs> exactly. It's religious justification for sleeping in. Absolutely. Right. We can find it. We can use any, we can find stuff in the Bible that will, you know, work with us <laughs> for us. <laughs> exactly. You're listening to the Gig Salad Green Room Interviews. At Gig Salad, there are over 550 different types of entertainment and event services for you to search. Why? Because we want to help you create unforgettable moments. Take, for example, Sandra from Dallas, who hired a gospel choir to sing as she walked out of her office after quitting her job. Here's to you, Sandra. Live your dreams. Book something awesome at gigsalad.com. You're listening to the Gig Salad Green Room Interviews. I like this salad. So you used to host a talk show, mm -hmm. and now you're a guest on our talk show. So I figured we'd do something a little bit quirky with this episode, something a little adventurous, and have an interview off. Are you up for that? Oh my, yes. I'm up for it. All right. A little healthy competition. All right. So here's what we're going to do. We're going to do it in the style of two truths and a lie. So we'll both think of three things, two of which are true, one of which is a lie. We'll take turns saying those three things. The other person will have a couple of minutes to ask questions, get to the bottom of it, figure out which one's the lie, and at the end, we'll see if we get it right. Does that sound okay? Sounds perfect. All right. You can go ahead and go first if you have some ready. Okay. I'll give you a minute to think it over if you want um, Okay. Do, 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 Okay. Um, are you ready? All right. Ready when you are. I have a cow 
and I milk the cow, and so do my kids. That's one. Two, I started traveling when I was nine years old in the back of a car singing in different places. Uh, Three, I am a chicken farmer. All right. All right, so you have a cow. Yeah. Okay. You started traveling at the age of nine. You're traveling around in, in the back of a car going singing in different places. Yeah. And then you're a chicken farmer is the third one. Is that right? Yes. Okay. All right. So I'm going to grill you a little bit and see if I can get to the bottom of it. Whoa, whoa. Um, I, that, that was, is that a part of the rules? Whoa, 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 whoa. Oh, yeah. No, this is, <laughs> this is the interview part. Okay. This is where it gets down to the nitty gritty. <laughs> All right. All right. So you have a cow. How long have you had this cow? I've had this cow for three years. Okay. And how did you find it? Was this like the side of the road and it needed a home? Did you adopt it? Did you buy it from a farmer? No, we, we bought it. We, we raised her since she was a baby. Yeah. Okay. All right. Is this the first cow that you've owned? First cow. First ever. We, we, we've never owned a cow. This was a brand new thing. My youngest son, he, 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 loves, uh, he loves animals. Okay. All right. All right. And you said you're also a chicken farmer. Do the cow and the chicken get along? We, we keep them separate. Okay. All right. How many chickens do you have? Uh, 14. 14 chickens. Good gosh. I hope this one's a lie. Okay. 14 chickens. Do you do it for eggs or do you eat the chickens or are they like pets? Well, my, my son, my son, because he loves animals, I would feel terrible to eat chickens. Um, now, now we, 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 we keep them for eggs. They're eggs. Yeah. Okay. All right. And you said you started traveling at age nine. What did you do for schoolwork when you were traveling? I, I, I was homeschooled, homeschooled, and I had a, um, I had a TV in the back of our car, and um, my school was through video. And so I would watch videos to do my schoolwork. Okay. What did, what did you plug the TV into? Uh, it was an ACDC. Okay. So you could use cigarette lighter or, or uh, you know, power, AC power. All right. All right. Okay. No further questions. All right. I think I got it. So we'll put those on hold for now. I'll give you my two truths and a lie, and then you've got to interview me, try and figure out if you can get to the bottom of it. Sound good? Sounds good. All right. Number one, um, I found a three-carat diamond in a pet store parking lot when I was nine years old. Okay. Number two, whenever I was in high school, I used Kevin Bacon's speech from the movie Footloose to get out of trouble while throwing a party that all of the parents were mad about. Okay. And then the last one is, I have Gig Salad's slogan, Peace Love Gigs, tattooed on my left arm. Okay. Um, now, as far as the first one, uh, it was a three-carat diamond. Where did you find this diamond? I found it in the parking lot of a pet store. I was walking with my mom to our car, and I saw something. I loved rocks as a kid, so I saw the shiny little rock, picked it up, and I was like, oh, that's cool. And I showed it to my mom whenever I got home, and she was like, oh, my goodness, you, this, is, this is a diamond. We need to take this back. So we looked around. We couldn't find anybody that had lost a diamond. We asked um, the pet store. They're lost and found and everything. Nobody had reported anything missing. So we ended up keeping it. It was a three-carat diamond. and got it for free. I still have it. You still have it. So you, did you ever get it appraised? I did, actually, yeah, because our first thought was there, there's no way this is real. So mom wanted to throw it away, 
And dad was like, ah, you know what? We'll, we'll take it. We took it to a local jewelry store and they tested it out. And I remember the, the jewelers, this sweet little old man, he was like, well, you struck it rich, son. He was like, it's genuine. It's genuine diamond. Okay. And how much did he appraise it for? Oh, that I don't remember. I don't actually remember. That's a good question. That shoots down my credibility a little bit. I recognize that, but I don't actually remember what he told me. Um, uh, so, and you were eight years old, is that right? Uh, nine years old. Oh, okay. Um, okay, so Kevin Bacon's speech. Can you recite the speech to me? Oh, not without looking it up. <laughs> that was years ago. It was the one, though, where he, it's at the end of the movie, and so I was throwing a dance party, and it was outside of school time, so I figured it would be okay. And the parents got all mad because I was, you know, inciting their children to rebellion. And he gives that speech at the end of the movie where he talks about, even in the Bible, there's a there's a time for rejoicing, there's a time for mourning, and the Bible says there's a time to dance. And so I gave that speech, and it actually went over very well. The party went off without a hitch, and everybody had a great time. Okay. Number three, you have gig salad tattooed on what part of your body? Uh, well, gig salad slogan. I have peace, love gigs tattooed on my left arm. Well, upper arm. Okay. I'm going to go with Kevin Bacon. That is the lie. Okay. You're saying Kevin Bacon's a lie? Yeah, I think that's a lie. That one was true. I actually, the, the diamond was real. That actually happened. I gave the Kevin Bacon speech and it got me out of mounds of trouble the lie was the gig salad tattoo. I thought about getting it. But when you answered it, it sounded so like peace, love, gig. I'm like, I would, I would tattoo that on myself. I actually, I almost did. And then I chickened out at the last minute. But I thought about it. I still might. We'll, we'll see. Okay. Hmm. Yours are all so good. They all sound like they could be feasible. I'm going to say, I'm going to say you don't have a cow. That would be correct. I do not have a cow. You do have chickens, though. I have 14, yeah. <laughs> 14 chickens. Where do you keep 14 chickens? Well, we have a big backyard. Um, we kind of live out in the country, and so almost three acres, and so we have space for a coop and a big old, like, free-ranging fence for the chickens. That's pretty cool. You know, I tried to look after chickens one time. I was farm-sitting for some people, and it's it's a lot of work. And then you have all those eggs left over. What Do you guys eat all of those eggs? Yeah, we eat our eggs and then we give them to our neighbors and and then during the summertime my kids um we have an egg stand that my hu- my husband built in our front yard. So during the summertime we do uh I let the boys sell eggs. So they sell a dozen eggs at six dollars each, you know, for a dozen. And that's money they can use to save or or, you know, or spend and, you know, little special gift things. The most I've ever made during a day was probably twenty dollars. So not tons. That's adorable. I love it. Oh yeah, we're country. We live in we live in Franklin, Tennessee, and we're the most uh, country people that you'll ever meet. You know, the boys wake up in the mornings and they go out in their in their underwear and their pajamas, and they open up the chickens and gather eggs, come inside, and yeah, it's awesome. I think you're the only country Latin musician I've ever met. I know. I think I'm the only one I've ever met either. <laughs> That's an interesting crossover. I know, I know. And and uh, my kids have no idea that they're Hispanic, which is hilarious to me. <laughs> what, was that not part of the culture growing up, or have they just not learned that yet? They just, 
it's not it's not a part of their culture because we live in a country kind of atmosphere so they really just have no idea they just think that they're just country and in fact my youngest son he came home one day he goes mom we read a book today country mouse and city mouse and which one am i i don't know mom we have chickens i mean i i don't i don't feel like a city mouse he says all my friends are city mouse and i don't feel like a city mouse I said, well, you do have chickens. You wake up every morning and let the chickens out and gather eggs. We eat eggs every morning, and they're fresh from the chickens. I said, I think you're country mouse. He goes, yes, I knew it. I'm country mouse. <laughs> That's so cute. You're raising them right. <laughs> well, I, I figure as long as they're willing to work, it's a good thing. It's, it's good to teach them how to, you know, to work for, for work for their food and the stuff that they're going to put in their body so they can appreciate it. It's not easy. You don't just go to the store. you got to feed them, give them water, check for eggs, let them out. When they're sick, you have to get a veterinarian to look after them. You know, all those things are vital. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, that's so important. It sounds like you're raising a couple of really good men. <sighs> I, I, I look at them and I don't, I don't look at them and say, oh, I want him to be a great eight-year-old or nine-year-old. I say, I want them to be a great 20-year-old. That's what I'm working towards is who they're going to be when they're older. That, you know, doing our best. We we mess up quite a bit, I'm sure, and the, our kids are probably going to end up in therapy because I always had to go and let the chickens out. But either way, at least we're trying to teach them a good work ethic. That's so important. And, you know, I'm actually traveling through Tennessee later on this summer. So if I'm coming through Franklin, I'll definitely stop by and get some. Oh, please do. And and just so you know, our our eggs are the prettiest eggs. It's like you open them and it's, they're blue, they're green, they're dark chocolate brown, they're light brown. Pretty eggs. All right. Sold. I'm there. <laughs> well, Jackie Velasquez, thank you so much for joining us. I appreciate your time. No, man. Thank you so much. Thank you. I, re- I really appreciate your time more than anything. Be sure to pick up a copy of Jackie's new album, Trust, which is available in both Spanish and English. You can go to JackieVelasquez.com to check it out. Also, be on the lookout for the movie In Stranger Company, where you can see Jackie acting and hear her music in the film score. She'll also be appearing in the movies A Question of Faith, Last Best Summer Ever, and Run the Race, all of which are set for release later this year. Our thanks to Jackie Velasquez, and as always, be sure to check out GigSalad.com to find out how we can help you book something awesome. For everyone here in the Gig Salad Green Room, I'm Destin Harrison. Thanks for listening.